I'm not sure how you're feeling listening to this, but at least for me and so many hospitality leaders I spoke with at the Alice conference this past week, we're feeling a little bit tired and ready for some rest and recharging this weekend. That's why I'm so excited to have Dr. Romy Mushtaq, the Chief Wellness Officer at Great Wolf Resorts, joining us today to talk about what she's learned and what she advises the hospitality providers she works with. Regardless of how you're feeling at this moment, I want you to listen to Dr. Romy because there are so many lessons here that will both help you perform at your best as a hospitality leader and help your teams feel their best and perform their best as well. Hospitality. 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 Hospitality brings people together. This is Hospitality Daily, the show that helps you stay informed and inspired each day by the most interesting people in hospitality. My name is Josiah McKenzie, and my goal is to help you reconnect with why you work in this industry and get fired up to go out there, delight others, and reach your goals. Let's get started. For the leaders that are listening to this, I'm thinking about what might be going on systemically Mm -hmm. that could lead to burnout. And maybe (laughs) one of the ways that happens is by glorifying, you know, stress or, you know, a fast paced life. And in your work, have you seen this be an Mm -hmm. issue in the organizations that you've worked in? Mm -hmm. And that is kind of creating this unhealthy environment? Oh, such a great question. First of all, I think it's not hospitality alone. It's every industry. It's what I call the success stress cycle. You have a quarterly sales goal. You have to check in a big group at the hotel. It's a budget season. You're like, I'm just going to stress out until I hit that goal. And when you hit the goal, there's like this dopamine high and you feel good. And then there's that lurking thing at the back of your mind. Ooh, what's next? I got to worry about next quarter, right? Now this big group is going to check out in three days. It's going to be massive chaos. Like that's the stress success cycle. I'm here to serve the people, the leaders that are unapologetic about their success, but just saying it's a wrong idea that you have to live on the edge of burnout, that you have to sacrifice work-life balance. It's a different way of thinking. And that's one, healing the busy brain and then doing little things each day we call brain shifts, which you and I can unpack. And I think that's the key. The second thing is, is we as a hospitality industry, I think we really need to face the truth of the trauma. And this may cut deep and I want to warn people because I feel like in hospitality, like healthcare, everyone had to compartmentalize. There was trauma in having to furlough beloved colleagues when hotels were shutting down in the global pandemic. And there was trauma for those left behind who were doing the job of 10, 20 employees and trauma of the ever-changing COVID-19 protocols that were in place. And then the trauma of the yo-yo economy and regional hotel performance and sales and the economy, it's been three, four years of a roller coaster. So we need to face that and understand that we're all at something known as mental capacity. I say that like my brain is full and my soul is empty. So if you've been working alongside a colleague for a, a long time and you're like, what's up with Josiah? He's just not the same. Hey, put away that anti-judgment that like when you have a busy brain and just realize that like maybe if someone shows up and they give only 40% that day, that's the only thing they had to give you. And so that day they gave you 100%. Have compassion for yourself. Have compassion for that other person. 
and don't immediately go and start the HR protocol of an investigation and writing someone up. But go back to my thing of saying, hey, Josiah, it's me, Romy. I want you to know I'm here and I care. For those listening to this that want to show up for their teams in this way, Mm -hmm. I'm just thinking about what you had mentioned about the brain being full, but the soul being empty. Mm -hmm. What have you learned in leadership on filling up the soul of the people that you're working with? Okay, this is going to be a tough one for people to digest. So just breathe here. We're getting into stuff like Dr. Romy real talk here at Josiah, but there's a lot of caring leaders I get to interface with in hospitality, bottom line, and people who love to build cultures that are people-driven. And I say it starts with the state of your brain as a leader before you build your teams and your dreams. Let me repeat that. Josiah, my friends in hospitality that are listening, you have to get the state of your brain straight before you take care of your teams and your dreams. In this book and in my keynote lectures, and I teach this a lot, it's I, Romy, am responsible for the energy I bring into the room. Josiah, you're responsible for the energy you bring into the room. As leaders, that energy, that vibe, that mood is contagious. It's literally known as the emotional contagion effect. So on the outside, if I'm saying, hey, I'm here and I care and I want to help everybody and rah, 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 and on the inside, I have a busy brain, I'm anxious, I'm stressed. The underlying tone is everyone on the team is going to be anxious and stressed. And listen, the reality is, is we all have those push times or go-go times in a hotel, like a large group coming in, budget season, but we can't sustain that anxious energy all the time. There's got to be points of restoration. I love that starting kind of with yourself. And Mm -hmm. have you found anything for yourself personally that is really helpful in filling yourself up and filling your soul up? Mm -hmm. Well, I'll honestly say it, my eight week protocol was designed and you'll read in the middle section of the book. So I go through burnout, I end up in life-saving surgery and, uh, you know, in literature, they call it the hero, Joseph Campbell's the hero's journey. I call it the shero's journey. And in the middle of the book, if science isn't your thing, read the beginning of every chapter five through nine, because you read of the powerful male allies and teachers that come to give me the solution to my busy brain and healing burnout that now becomes the protocol at the end of the book in those eight weeks. And so what I found was it had to start with my sleep. And you have to protect your sleep at all costs. And that's week two of the protocol. And even now, Josiah, I travel for a living as many of our hospitality execs do. I'm going to be traveling in my new role to meet all of our PAC members all over the United States. And that's also my part-time job (laughs) consulting as their chief wellness officer. I also speak for a living in keynote lectures. So at peak times, I'm in one to four cities a week. We have protocols. I protect my sleep at all costs. And that's the thing I found. The other thing I found that I think can be helpful for a lot of people that are guest facing or client facing in hospitality, you're around a lot of energy and noise and whatever you're doing is don't fill your quiet time with noise, the scrolling, the trolling, the binge watching. I've had to train myself to savor quiet moments, whether it's meditation or something simple. Like one of my favorite activities may sound so boring to people is sitting on my sofa when I get home with my senior dog and reading a book or just sitting and processing everything I went through. I love that. do nothing. Yeah, doing nothing, which takes, oddly, it takes, I think, intention and practice to get there, which sounds so weird. You have to schedule it. 
Yeah. You have to schedule it. It's okay yeah. to schedule it and say, hey, tonight from 7 to 9 p.m., I'm going to sit on my sofa. And for all of you that have dogs and cats, your fur babies are going to thank you. And I'm going to do nothing. Okay, I'm really glad we're talking because we're considering getting a cat. So that might be good. Oh. It's also serendipitous because I had about four hours of sleep last night. And honestly, mm. I don't feel great today. And I would like to get better at sleep. Okay, let's this talk about that. This sounds insanely specific, but how let's can break it down. we get mm -hmm. better at sleep? How can okay. I get better at sleep? <laughs> so one thing I want to know, Josiah, is if you or anybody that's relating, and thank you for the truth about I need better sleep, we invite you for free and we'll give it in your show notes. And it's also on my website and social media to take the busy brain test and get a brain score. This is how we wrote the book and got the data for the book. 17,000 people took this test and it gave us data. You get to get a free brain score for yourself. So I just want to know what's your number. Are you below 30 or above 30? If you're above 30, that's not good. And you need to go through the eight week protocol. Step two or week two, chapter 11, we give you the whole system to do. So I'm going to email it to you as soon as we're off this call, Josiah. It is the seven day sleep challenge. It's not lifestyle changes or some wonky thing that you see on TikTok or TalkTik or whatever the kids call it. Do I sound like an auntie now or what? It is literally the steps in cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, but little brain shifts or micro habits, like really make a commitment to set a regular time to sleep and wake up and doing digital detox. And we'll get to that in a minute before you do the sleep. We also give supplement recommendations in the book, which is magnesium glycinate and 5-HTP. Do this for seven to 10 days. It's brain and life transforming. We run this eight-week program with corporate clients all the time. And leaders are like, what's going on? Like all of a sudden people are happy two weeks into this. Really? Is this this brain shift thing? Like the people that are in my office normally complaining haven't said a word. And everybody is productive. I mean, that's what restoring sleep can do. It's amazing. I, I'm really interested in these sort of foundational habits they can develop where it feels like everything else builds on that, right? So it's mm -hmm. like, if I can yep. really get good at this one thing, yeah. there's so many run on benefits. But I feel like the digital detox thing is something I would like to talk about as well, because mm -hmm. we touched on this. We talked about mm -hmm. kind of winding down a day in a, a way that is is helpful for you. But yeah. tell me a little bit more about a digital detox. What is this? Okay, do I get to tell you a fun, bold story related to hospitality? Like, I want to hear it. In 2017 was when I first had the theory as a doctor and researcher in my brain that busy brain is real, that when we're under chronic stress, it's going to cause three symptoms in a high-performing adult. Difficulty focusing or adult onset ADD, anxiety, and insomnia. These three things go together and that's what a busy brain is, Okay. So I go to John Murphy, the CEO and founder at that time of Evolution Hospitality, and I'm like, hey, could I come in and do a research study with 500 of your leaders? I'm going to ask them really personal questions about their brain and mental health around stress, anxiety, sleep, and energy. And because here's my theory. And he was like, how can we turn this into a wellness activity? And I'm like, well, we're going to do digital detox as a company together and maybe introduce mindfulness. Now, the listeners are grappling with this. I have a large corporate audience will share this podcast. So I want to remind you, this is a hospitality management company. They manage hotels that are open 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And I'm telling the leaders for 30 to 60 minutes before bedtime, you are going to put your phone down, your e-readers down, iPods, iPads, wait, iPods don't exist anymore. That was an auntie moment. Computers, TVs, nothing. And then you're going to find something else to do and you're going to do a wind down ritual and go to bed. Well, 
It was also budget season when we ran the study. Half the evolutionaries did the study. The other half couldn't complete the digital detox. That was really good news as a researcher because now you have what you know as control group. People that went on with their day-to-day lives and didn't do the digital detox and the half of the group that did. And the results were astounding. It continues to stun medical audiences globally when we present the research that in just 21 days, we drastically improved daytime energy. People were sleeping better and happier at work and less stressed. They were doing better than had I given prescription Xanax or Ambien to them. And so this movement, this study that we wrapped up in 2017, it took me a few months to process the data and write the white paper and the medical abstract. Not only did we present it at medical conferences, and it's in chapter nine of the book, and it's now week three of the protocol, but also it inspired other companies outside of hospitality to rethink their cultures. Because I I have a lot of great corporate clients inside and outside hospitality, and they're always curious, like, what is she doing next on the cutting edge of mental health and workplace wellness? And so at first it was mindfulness and then it was this study. Other leaders would hear this going, you know what, you're right. We need to implement work digital detox. And it became this cultural movement in other companies. And that's why I'm asking you to do this. And so if you're like anybody right now, that is, I think most hospitality execs I know, does this sound right, Josiah? Two things happen at night. Either they're general managers and they're checking in on the (laughs) night audit reports early, right? And they can't sleep or you're checking emails after, you know, you have family time at night and you have to find something else to do because that's that dopamine high. Or if you're on TikTok or Instagram, mind numbingly scrolling, or you're binge watching, you're going to have to find something else to do with your sight, your sound, your sense of smell, taste, touch. So the example is, is I keep my dishes piled up all day in my sink at home when I'm home and I do the dishes at night because if I have like greasy Indian curry and Dawn soap on my hands, I'm not going to reach for my phone or my laptop. And then my dog lines up. This is why maybe you need a dog and not a cat, by the way. My dog lines up at the door because he knows he's getting an extra walk and this becomes our nightly wind down ritual. I'll include links in the show notes, Mm -hmm. Dr. Rumi, where people can learn more about you and your work. But maybe those who are just listening to the audio or watching this video Is there any special place you would point them, encourage them Mm -hmm. to learn more about you and your work? Oh, thank you. You know what? We just want to give resources. So you can take the busy brain test. We'll put that in the show notes here or go to my website at drromi.com. And the Busy Brain Cure, the eight-week plan to find focus, tame anxiety, sleep again, now a USA Today national bestseller book, yay, is on sale globally where books are sold in English and five more languages being released in 2024. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on the show on Instagram and YouTube. So if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. 
Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes from some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 